Hello, and welcome to On My Ex Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph, and you can reach me at onmyx17 at gmail or on Twitter, onmyx17 at Twitter, or I guess you at, and then it's the name. I don't know, Twitter's kind of dumb, but you got to use it. So, anywho, I'm coming to you on this rainy Tuesday in uh, February. Episode number 30, February the 2nd. Um, this week I'm going to talk about switch sales, kind of crazy. That whole GameStop story, uh, the craziness with that, Resident Evil 8, um, and some uh, other interesting tidbits. So let's get into it. So I'd like to start out first and foremost with uh, the Switch. So mostly uh, sales of the Switch, it's been outselling the PS5 and Series X and S. And it's not too surprising. It's been hard to find, but it still surprises me that it has. It's still selling that much. Like I understand the other two are hard to get, but it still baffles me a bit that people are that into the console. I mean, I love it, and Nintendo makes amazing games, and and I, the portability factor. But my God, it just it just keeps selling. Like I thought, it's four years old next month. It came out four years ago. I thought by this point it would have slowed down and people would have been like, well, you know, like people who really want the switch want it, but, and I don't know if it's because the pandemics made it even better, uh, because you can like sit there and, and game on your switch while you're binge watching some show because you're stuck at home and that's all you can do. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's been, um, it's been crazy, but it's been, it's been good for Nintendo. I mean, my good God, um, it's sold approximately 80 million units the switch in four years it's it's gonna pass surpass the ps4 i have ps4 i think sold 100 something million it's gonna get there i i i just can't believe it's going to and i mean especially with breath of the wild 2 coming out at some point maybe this year i doubt it but this year and whatever other surprises nintendo has in store because that's what nintendo does i mean it's just it's gonna be crazy and it'll happen it's gonna do it and good for Nintendo. I mean, it's, it, they even have like Hitman 3 just came out. Now it does it with that goofy thing that they did with Resident Evil 7 where it's streaming to the console. So it's not, you know, the most ideal way to play it. But you can still technically play it on there. And that's that's crazy to me. So it's uh, and 300. It's the same price as a Series S. But people are buying it. They're buying the crap out of it. So it just shows that the first party stuff really does work. And even like Bowser's Fury, it's coming out. Super Mario 3D World, I think that's the game, that released on the Wii U, which only sold 13 million units in its lifetime. But I mean, so of those 13 million, you got to think, what, maybe half of the people that had it bought that game. So 6 million-ish. So I mean, now you have a, a installed user base of 80 million potentially to buy it. So... It's just crazy. So good for Nintendo. Uh, along with that news, um, they uh, because it sold about eighty million, they've now outsold the entire lifetime sales of the 3DS, which is absolutely crazy because the 3DS was an incredibly strong selling system. That thing sold seventy five million, so it's already outsold that thing. I mean, that's that's insane. And, uh, I mean, again, good for Nintendo, man. They, uh, you know, 
every time they, they talk about releasing this or you see new system that, at least in my mind, I think that's stupid. Nobody's going to want that. Maybe this is finally the time Nintendo, you know, makes a real bad dud and they need to move on. But nope. They surprise everybody, at least me. So anyway, sorry, I'm sipping my coffee. If you can hear it, don't really care. Different kind of podcast. Deal with it. Um, so yeah, good for Nintendo. Um, I, I don't see anything slowing down sales of it when the top-selling games on the console and on Amazon... You know, I know that's just one website, but a lot of people buy stuff from there. Eight of the ten are Nintendo games, and Breath of the Wild was a launch game, and it was also on the Wii U, mind you, cross-gen. Mario Kart 8 was on the Wii U. It's a remake, re-release. Uh, it just, it just, it's crazy to me. So good, good for Nintendo. So next item I want to talk about was Resident Evil 8. Story spoilers have allegedly leaked on the internet. Now... Being the good podcast host that I am, I went forward and I looked them up. I'm not going to spoil it here, but it seems kind of legit. There's some video. It's kind of like rough video from uh, like a developer build. Not a lot of textures, but you can see what happens. And I'm really weird. Like I like horror games. Like I've said this a bunch. I like them, but they still, you know, I'm kind of a wuss with them. But I still kind of like to play them. Um, maybe it's just member berries why I like Resident Evil. But uh, I trudged through Resident Evil 7. And uh, I was going to play 8, not right away, at some point. So I, I did read what happens, and by the time it comes out, I'll probably forget all about the uh, the leaks. I won't even remember anything. So, But anyway, it's kind of interesting. It all apparently stemmed from that leak, that big hack that Capcom had sometime last year. So stuff keeps coming out from that, and uh, which kind of sucks. I mean, it sucks for a game that's single-player like that, that has the main storyline leaked. Um, if you're still into the game, you're still going to play it. I don't think it's going to necessarily change too many people's minds, but you know, um, that sucks for them. But anyway, the game looks kind of interesting. I also read a little tidbit that one of the producers on the game actually announced how tall the, the, I can't remember the main woman's name that everybody's having like this horny boner over. So with heels and her hat, which are kind of caveats because the heels can be like three, four, I mean, they can be six inch heels. But with the heels in her hat, apparently she's nine feet, six inches tall, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, all these horny nerds and, you know, sit there and get all excited over some fake nine foot tall woman in a Resident Evil game that is into vampirism. So anyway, moving on from there, uh, MLB The Show was announced for the next for 21 was announced and it kind of leaked that day before. So it kind of took the thunder or air out of their sails, whatever. But a leak before that it's, and they announced that officially it's coming to Xbox for the first time ever. So if you don't know, the game is, uh, it's the only real baseball sim, and it has only been on PlayStation consoles for ever, because um, it's made by Sony San Diego. I don't understand why nobody else made one. I know baseball is not the most popular, but it's still kind of crazy, but... Um, I don't, and I don't understand what changed their mind, what made them decide to release it on Microsoft's console, but it's kind of cool. So it's finally coming to Microsoft's console. So there's an actual baseball sim, which again, I love baseball, um, baseball sims. They're not that fun to play to me, but it, you know, it's nice that it's there and Microsoft can finally play in the, in Sony's old garden with that. So that's kind of a good thing, but, uh, yeah, if you're into baseball, that's coming out, um, I imagine probably before the season starts, so 
But as we well know with the world in baseball, who knows when that's going to start, which gets me on a tangent. So, because um, I like to talk about things, sports, kind of, I know people who listen to video games and stuff aren't into sports stuff, but, you know, the, the players, they want to play and they want to get paid for 162 games, but they don't want to play 162 games and they might not start on time. And it's just like, you know, you guys are bitching. I understand you want to get paid, but you're bitching and you're paying a kid's game and you paid millions to play it. Meanwhile, thousands of small businesses have lost their business and gone out of business and are never going to open and their lives have been inexorably changed forever. And you're bitching about, you know, some millions of dollars. And I understand it's a lot of money that, you you know, you sign a contract for, but you're playing a kid's game, you know. And it's just like these little divas need to quit their bitching and just be lucky that you even have the ability to play a kid's game for millions of dollars. Um, a lot of people would do a lot of bad, not bad, but, you know, weird things they wouldn't normally do for the money that you get. So quit your bitching and just suck it up and play. But... I digress. Um, you know, uh, that's a good thing. So, moving on from there. Uh, Stadia, the ever-so-popular streaming service from Google, which was launched only last year, has they announced that they've cut their... Um, they've basically stopped their first-party game development. And... The biggest name attached to that was Jade Raymond, who, if you don't know, was one of the original creators of Assassin's Creed back in the day. So she was there and she left. Um, so the writing's on the wall for Stadia. It's not even writing. It's like it, it's like music blaring. I don't know. It's everywhere. They're, it's done. And uh, they're probably just going to fold it over and you know get the technology out to whoever wants to use it to supplement some kind of cloud gaming thing. But... They suck. I mean, it sucks. They waste the money. They waste the time. And Google's got the money. But um, it was just a complete, you know, S show. And, I mean, you don't even own the games. The fact that you can buy a game, but you can only play it through them. And you don't take it with you anywhere. I mean, I, who who would want this service? When Especially when you have, like, Game X Cloud, the way Microsoft does it. It's just playing games you have. Hey, here's a game. I have the X Cloud. I can just play it. And, and it just works better. It just... It just it just seems pretty silly to me, but, um, you know, uh, not, not too surprising. So that's going to shut down and be gone and, uh, probably should because, you know, who really cares? Not many people played it. So just another, another thing that's streaming, like that is a future. Of course, streaming will be, will be a thing. Eventually there will be no consoles, of course. And, uh, but it's just not there yet. I mean, that's the thing. Like this will get me off on a tangent, but when you listen to other podcasts, like I listen to Unlocked and stuff, and I tried, I stopped listening to NVC because of their freaking dumb. The people on there, they're just hacks, they're shills. Everybody in IGN, but just their their political leanings and whether you agree with it or not, just the way it's constantly in there, it just gets too much. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to listen to this for just political stuff, you know. But uh, anyway, tangent with that is like I listen to them and. Uh, for example, so this Last of Us 2, I'm not going to get too much into that because everyone knows what goofy crap happened with that game, but they just announced that it was the most nominated, won the most Game of the Year awards for a game ever. Who gives a crap? You know, gaming history is like 30 years old, so BFD, and everybody knows the story in that game is complete crap. The fact that it won Studio of the Year when they were, there was just an expose about them earlier in the year about Crunch, and they won Studio of the Year. Give me a break. 
So anyway, my point is, IGN, they every single podcast, they talk and they never ha- have a strong position on everything. Every single thing they say and do is just like, oh, one game of the year. No, there were some, you know, what some people would say, you know, didn't like the story. Some controversial. And it's like, wait a minute. It's not some. That game was absolutely panned for the story. You know, and anybody that didn't was just a shill. And, and and not even just with Last of Us, but with anything. IGN does not, on their podcast, they do not take a strong stand against anything. Anything. They just sit there and they just, like, toe the company line so much because they're scared of getting their access revoked by all these companies. And I understand you're, you're you know, they're a big company as far as gaming information goes, but it just, it gets frustrating with any of the games, any media in general, but any of the games media which is what we're talking about. They don't take a strong stance on anything. Nothing. Everything is just middle of the line. We're like, we'll kind of say something about it, but nothing controversial. Nothing, you know, actually like kind of a hot take. It's just normal, like boring blah. And it's just, the more I listen to it, the more that they just gloss over those things. Even um, Game Scoot, which I like, but man, they just, there's some things that they just talk about. And they're like, you have to have a stronger opinion than just, than, than what you have. Like, there's no way you can just sit there Oh yeah, some people kind of didn't like it. I mean, for God's sake! I mean, it just it just blows me away, and it just that's one of the reasons I started this this podcast. And, and I know I'm one person, and not a lot of people listen. I get it, but it just I want to be more of a, have a strong take on things. Like I can sit there because I don't have access and call out what they do with the Last of Us and that character and and the the rhetoric stuff that they were pushing is stupid. If you agree with it, that's fine. I'm not saying that the point is stupid, uh, but to put that into a video game, like what are you doing? If you want to do that, go make some statement about this or that, whatever. But don't put it in a video game, and then to sit there and like disguise it to 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 put today's issues into a game that's supposed to take place in a post apocalypse, like twenty five years later, and people are gonna be worried about their pronouns. Like Jesus Christ, it's so so stupid. And again, if you want to talk about that, that's fine. You agree with it, that's fine. I don't care. But to, to put it into a video game and then to, to expect people that just are like, wait a minute, this doesn't fit within the story in the world that you've created. It makes no sense and it's stupid. And if you don't like it, then you're istophobe and all that crap that goes along with it. You know, that's, that's not right. And then you get people, the shills at IGN and their, their podcasts, and, and instead of addressing any issue with any kind of stance, strong stance in, in any way, shape, or form of agreeing with that take or disagreeing with that take, it doesn't exist. There's no discourse. They're all just like lemmings. Like, yep, we agree. We have to bow down to Naughty Dog and whoever else because, you know, if we don't, they might not like us and they might take away some kind of privilege and stuff. And it's just asinine. So anyway, rant over, sorry. Uh, moving on from there. GameStop um, last week. There was a short sell, which is just, you know, some whoever people buy because they think it's going to tank. It's going to fold over. They buy a lot of it and sell it. Uh, so they, they bought it cheap at $4 and then they're going to sell it off, you know. Um, and what happened was Reddit didn't like it or decided to stop this because they wanted to show Wall Street. And then there, there's a Wall Street uh, subreddit, I guess. And then on there, they went crazy and they said they banded together to basically make the stock go up. So it shot up from about $4 a share to 300, 400 and something dollars a share. Ended up being worth more than Microsoft and Apple, which is crazy. 
Wall Street didn't like it, and then Robin Hood and you know all this stuff and this regulation and basically taking away your ability to do it and a bunch of crap that just you know it's just the big big brother type of thing. It's just bad. But anyway, I think it's pretty interesting um, that happened, and uh, <laughs> you know they were supposedly going to target um, what was the next oh AMC, but then Robin Hood put all this stuff like they they stopped the ability to buy. GameStop and the stuff, basically shutting down the free market, which is, you know, a whole podcast you can do in and of itself. But I think that's kind of asinine. So, but yeah, kind of crazy how that happened, um, basically because of Reddit and how mad hedge fund people and Wall Street got all mad and blah, you can't, you can't do this stuff to us. We're, we're Wall Street, you know, we're, we're big people. We're, you're small, little, little nerdy people on Reddit. So, um, anyway, however you think about that seems kind of interesting, but you know, uh, I don't know if it'll happen. If I mean, now the stocks dropped down to like two something, two eighteen or something. So it's definitely dropped precipitously since. But uh, you know, just kind of showing that the power of people can actually get stuff done. Um, and then you know, the big, big person in charge doesn't like it because you know when their money gets messed with, who they'll shut you down as fast as they can. So, but moving on from there, uh, I thought this was interesting. I've been playing a lot of Battlefield 2, Battlefront rather 2. Uh, I, I've always loved it. I put a shite 10 hours into that game. And uh, really fun, really good game. It had a lot of problems when it came out and everything. But, um, you know, I still enjoyed it because it's Star Wars. And it, it only sold like 10 million units, I think, bef- you know, before recently, like most lifetime sales. And then on Epic Game Store, they gave away for free for... I don't know, however long they gave it away for. And they gave it was downloaded 19 million times. So it was downloaded, more people downloaded that way than actually bought it, which is crazy to me. And it just, maybe I read that and then it maybe prompted me to play it, but I've been playing it with my friend and it's just, it is fun. I mean, the game is gorgeous. I'm playing on a 1X. I know it's even better with mods and such on PC. I've seen that and, and that's pretty badass to see Ahsoka, uh, Mandalorian, uh, Vader, uh, helmetless Vader, um, HK forty-seven in there. Uh, that stuff's just badass. But just playing it as it is, it's um, it is so gorgeous. It is a gorgeous game, and uh, I'm just impressed with that. You know, the gameplay is kind of man, and the way that they've messed with stuff and how the game's transformed. But in the state it's in now, it's fun. It is fun just to play a few games and just you know move on from it. But I. Uh, it just makes me pine for um, a third one. I wish that DICE had like their full team that's making the next Battlefield, making a new Battlefront. I know they probably won't. They probably won't ever make a Battlefront 3, or if they do, it'll be so far down the line. But um, I would I would love it. I just want it to start with a good base of uh, having... An actual Galactic Conquest that's that's right because that's the biggest problem is they shoehorn Galactic Conquest into the game near the end of its life, and these levels weren't designed for that in mind. And you can tell you're playing it, and you're like, "What the shit? This level isn't designed to have points like this and be captured and all that." And uh, it's still fun to play though. But uh, yeah, to have a fully realized one that with that actually in mind and and um, have it you know 32 on 32, not this. God, what does it have, like 12 on 12? It's like, this. that's weak, you know? 
I mean, you go on a Battlefield 1, you put Battlefield 3, any of these old ones on, on an Xbox One it has 40 on uh, 32 and 32. So that would be nice, but um, I doubt it'll happen. But um, but yeah, just kind of crazy story. I thought it was downloaded more than it was actually purchased up to that point. And I'll about do it for the news that I want to talk about. Um, I've been uh, playing... Uh, let's see. Oh, still Spider-Man. I'm, I think I'm close to the end. Game's just fun. Um, not much else to say, but it's just a fun game. I look forward to playing Miles Morales that was made for the PS5. Cross-gen, I know, but, um, but it's a fun game. Like, it's just, it's, it's just fun to play. Just getting from point A to point B is just fun. And, uh, it's just incredibly well-done game. Um, you can definitely see the, uh, infamous influence in there, which is good. And, uh, let's see. Oh, Destruction All-Stars. It was a PS Plus game. It's free. It just came out today. I played for like five minutes. But it seems like it could be fun. You know, kind of a an F-around multiplayer game. So I look forward to playing that some more. And I'll have a report next week as to how fun it actually is. So that's going to do it for me this week. Not a lot of news. But, uh, you know, that I found interesting anyway to talk about. So, but please do... Get in touch with me, almax17 at gmail or almax17 Twitter. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, and I will talk to you guys next week.